Hello, everyone. It's Madge Weinstein. Crawl up the Sears Tower or something with goddamn plunger things as a way to make a statement in favor of healthcare. I don't know. Why is it that people like to throw themselves parties and I don't? I just prefer to feel guilty. I'm an obese woman. I am a fat Jewish lesbian, and I am on a podcast. Romantic love. Romantic love. Why did it stop? Now I could squat a little closer so the water would create less of a splash. And they're talking about it all the time on the news, constantly. Who's running? Are the Republicans? Who's running? Why are they running? Why are they not going to run? What are their chances? Could this happen? This happen? The polls? You are to listening to Yeast Radio and the world on the internet. Mm-hmm. Where's that picture of the that woman who had a hand that looks like a foot? Because I'm so overweight and old, my knees can't bend. and gentlemen and, and, and others, uh, I present to you Madge Weinstein back for Again. 2019. For now. Mm-hmm. For the moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Madge, you and I, mm-hmm. occasionally we, we record a grum and we talk about, we complain. I think we complain. We talk about we the do. world. And uh, I also like to complain about podcasting. I didn't know that was going to become one of my favorite things to complain about, but it is. Um, people still come up to me and they're like, oh, did you see this podcast or did you see this podcast network? Do you get a lot of these people coming up to you? I, it makes me want to die. Yeah, like somebody was <laughs> posting about a Wondery podcast with the guy who used to do the the um, the Apple versus PC commercials with Justin Long. Uh, so, of course, he has a brand and a name. So he's got a podcast and he's doing a laugh smile on his album art. You know, that horrible laugh smile where, ha, I'm laughing and smiling on my album art. You know what I mean? Like, ah, I'm, I'm so great. And then he was interviewing, you know, uh, Amy Sedaris, who is uh, somebody I worship. Yeah. You know, it just makes me just generally angry, bitter, jealous, every everything you can imagine at the same time, just because it's such it's so garbage. Horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's, uh, you know, I visit. I have Wondry. And all these other Gimlet. Gimlet is so genius, so amazing. Someone sent me an article because Gimlet, I think, or or one of those, what thus and so, had purchased a studio in some downtown building and had like furbished or furnished a beautiful recording studio with so many microphones and they had investors. Mm. And I read that and I also just wanted to set it on fire. And mm. uh, yeah, yeah. But everyone's just like, it's amazing. It's so amazing. <sighs> I was at a party and someone asked me like, oh, what do you do? And I decided to say, oh, I, I produce podcasts. 
And she's like, oh, that's so wonderful right now. Like, My favorite thing is when people say, oh, are you still doing that podcast? <laughs> are you still going and fucking yourself with a huge fork? <laughs> I hope so. That's my response. Are you still doing that or did you give up after 15 years? Fuck you. (laughs) Just the uh, the amount, uh, the number of people that say stuff without thinking of how it might impact the other person. It's just always baffles me. It's like when you break your arm. I haven't broken my arm in a long time, but, and somebody says, oh, what'd you do? Do you not think, do you not stop to think for a second that maybe everybody says that same fucking question. Like when you have a dog, like I used to have a dog until very recently oh. whose tongue hung out yes. because he had no teeth. Why is his tongue hanging? <laughs> but anybody who's thoughtful and empathetic wouldn't ask that question because for a sec, they would stop and think first. Maybe everybody asks the same fucking goddamn question. <laughs> maybe try to be a little original, you know, but yeah. I can't handle it. I'm just, thank God I'm old. Yeah. That's, I get off this planet. <laughs> You're on your way out. I, I visit um, Chris Lydon and his producer Mary uh, McGrath. Uh, yeah, McGrath in uh, in Boston every year. I'm hoping to go again in December, and mm-hmm. um, I like visiting them. You know, they've been doing their show forever, and they they put so much heart into it. And lucky yeah. them, it's it's funded enough to to survive but um uh, mary tries to pay attention to what's going on in podcasting for the last few years and and she says you know you should you should sign up for this newsletter and it's the kind of newsletter that all the uh public radio people read uh hot pod mm-hmm. nick qua i i have no idea where this person what? came from but he, he 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 collects every little bit about podcasting on the internet new shows networks what's this network doing new technology i mean it's okay like i read it but the more i read it it's weekly the more i see like it's just any kind of snake oil project like sign up with this network move your podcast here we'll host your files there was one company that was offering um a a money per seconds of listening that people do to your program and they just went out of business um but for a year, they were like, if you put your podcast on our network and people listen, we'll pay you based on how many seconds they listened. And it's this Great. kind of thing that just, I see them appear and they're written about like, this could be something. And then you see them disappear a year later or less. And uh, this is the new normal. I don't know. It's severely douchey. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I mean, if you have it, like, I don't understand, like, I... I paid a pod. It doesn't cost me much to host. I don't know why people need to, you know, a host yeah. that pays you for ads unless you're like have millions of listeners. I don't get that. Right. Nah, you know? I guess it feels like you're on your way to millions of listeners. I was just trying to listen to this mm. New York Times uh, 17. I'm getting the oh, wrong year. Michael Bavaro. <laughs> Today on the podcast. The, the strange thing I is. I will be focusing. <laughs> On how I say my sentences, when, and they tape every time. When he does a um, a phone call, he did a good one this week where he he talked all over the phone with a uh, the the representative of the border. Uh, what are they called? Ice. I, I heard it. Yeah. Yeah, and you, when he does the call yeah. with the person, he has a normal mm-hmm. voice. Yeah. <laughs> and then Michael today on the daily. You know what I love about that show, though, and like. All the New York Times podcasts do that. There's that one real hip one with the two black people. And like they all do – like they do this weird act of listening where it's like mm. – it's almost a sexual act of listening. <laughs> Michael Barbaro does it all the time. He's like, okay, just talk to me. I'm going to sh- do an mm. exam. 
Talk to uh, me about it. So then I, I had a sandwich with mozzarella. Mm. <laughs> mm. Keep talking, please. And then I uh, put pepper and salt on it. And mm. I, I, um, mm. but then I, I noticed the bread had fungus. Mm. <laughs> so, so I threw it in the trash with the other fungus bread. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. Just listen, the New York Times and other podcasts, they do it too. It drives me fucking crazy. <laughs> they all, mm. it's just, I thought active listening was like bad in the Rachel Can days. So, yeah, you know, we're like, it interrupts you, but this is even, they're sexualizing active listening. It's so weird. I don't even know if they know they're doing it. They're tapping into the ASMR magic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That must be it. So you yeah. wanted to talk about impeachment? Is oh, it, is, I didn't expect, you know, I, I do my best. And, oh, the, 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 the Trump. Um, I don't, I don't, I see the headlines, right? If I'm at the gym and I'm on a machine, mm. cause sometimes I'm on a machine and I, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. this is, this is pretty erotic stuff. And, yeah. um, and if there's a Trump article on the BBC or whatever, France 24, I'll, I'll read it. Uh, yeah. But I hate them all. And I, I find we've, you know, it's well established. It's an obsession every day, every week. This is the Trump story that's going to break it wide open. <laughs> and and then yesterday was like impeachment hearings or whatever they're called. Uh, begin. Pelosi initiates. And my first reaction was on on what? I mean, there's a wide array of <laughs> possibilities, but. But what's this one? And then I, I realize, oh, the Ukraine. St- I don't know the this uh, Ukraine story. And then I start reading it, and I'm like, uh huh. So this is the one. This is the thing we're all getting behind. Like this, this is. And the more articles I see about it, the more I find people everywhere seem to be reacting like, this is it. We got them. <laughs> I just look at um. it and I go, you have nothing. Like you really have nothing. But you believe you have something, and if everybody believes, maybe it's true. I don't know. I don't. I. I don't know. I, I know you're busy th- today, and maybe trying to yeah. stay away. But I just. I, I'm very I, busy being depressed at work. Yes. I feel Eating like a chicken Caesar salad. I feel like I'm suddenly a secret conservative because I read the article and then I went, "Wait, why is Joe Biden's son on the board of directors of a gas company in Ukraine?" But I'm the only one seemingly uh, wondering about that, because the point is that the president said, you should investigate Joe Biden's son. (laughs) Well, um, impeach. Don't worry. We got him. (laughs) Like, I actually think I, I, I don't know. I don't know. With this impeachment thing, I've never claimed to know what the right thing to do is either sure. way. Sure. But I do watch The View, so I therefore consider myself a very informed woman. Mm-hmm. I get those nice feminist points of view. No. But um, the thing is, I think it's good. And here's why. It has nothing to do with the case. It has everything to do with – because like, you know, you know Dave Weiner. Sure, the inventor of podcast. So he, he – yeah. So he had posted something – that I kind of agree with. And I've been saying for a long time that in order to beat Trump, you have to be like basically an entertainer. You have to be like somebody with more Twitter followers than him, like, mm-hmm. you know, like Katy Perry, basically, or mm-hmm. uh, Oprah. Yeah. And something, you I know, know you approach. have to have yeah. the end. And he, he basically makes the case that's like beyond that, he says, like, it's about you have to, if you want to be Trump, you've got to be an entertainer. You've got to be a primetime entertainer. That's what Trump is does he entertains yes. and you can't beat entertainment with you know some boring ass truth you know, or law <laughs> i have a plan for that here's my selfie you know, nobody cares right right although i do think that 
of the candidates, only Bernie really could actually beat him. But mm. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. I could be wrong. Because I think I've said before on my show that the difference between Bernie and everybody else is Bernie doesn't claim to be the savior. He just says, I'm going to lead you and you're going to protest all these huge multinational corporations that control the government. Yeah. You know? and, and, you know, I'm going to lead you in protest, basically. It's more of a revolutionary way than these other people saying, well, here's how I'm going to fix healthcare. Yeah. But you fucking can't because you don't have all you you don't have all the branches of government. No. You know, it doesn't work. It's all fantasy land. Yeah. Anyway, but that's beside the point. But my point is that I think impeachment, even though we don't have a candidate who's nearly as entertaining as Trump by any stretch, yeah. we do have impeachment, which is a circus. And I believe <laughs> circus yeah. could compete with Trump and could create the distraction needed. Yeah, on the Democrat side. That's, so that's I, interesting. I haven't thought nothing about to do with the case. I don't no. even know. It's, I, I don't it's, know. To me, like there's case. so many. If, if they're looking for a basis for impeachment, they certainly have it. I mean, I know he's admits <laughs> this shit from the beginning when he's yeah. like, "Russia, Russia, will you please help me? WikiLeaks, Russia, will yeah. you get me?" Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, his biggest smoking guns are the stuff he says on national television. So yeah. there's plenty of stuff to get him on. I mean, yeah. but. To me, it's it's just a matter of uh, that, you know, the entertainment. Like, I think as a, it might work as a way to just sort of entertain people and, and keep interested mm. in something other than, here's my latest Trump tweet. Okay, yeah. well, here's the latest <laughs> impeachment. <laughs> we burned him. We, we, what do you say you skewered? Here's Nancy Pelosi. You know, think of all the memes. Nancy yeah. Pelosi skewers Trump because yeah. she says, his, you know, he's very orange. Yeah. You know, or something. I mean, I think it is always um, useful in continuing to show how ridiculous this person is to make them release more phone records. I just want every day's phone records. But I, I, I do think that this belief in the truth and using the law, that's going to change the United States. I, I think it's overrating the power of law these days versus the power of what you said, like popularity. Like, yeah. I think this this actually could end up making him, well stronger or strong enough um you know people i mean that's going to happen no matter what impeachment or not but they really rally behind him the more that he's he can claim to be some kind of a victim or being attacked yeah i mean i don't know what the answer is but i often feel like you must do the opposite like you want to attack this man because he's horrible don't <laughs> or or don't do the obvious attacks so when i look at impeachment i'm like uh oh like this just strengthens his his base i, I guess but there's no way to convert his base anyway, so I don't know what to do. <laughs> this, right. This idea, like, you always hear some of the candidates, like, we're going to reach the Trump voters. And it's like, Well, the thing is, these the his, what do you call it? His base? Breaking. Oh. I don't know, no, no. I, I don't know what the word is. Like, his, his just sort of attitude that the law doesn't apply to me is just be, he's become so brazen that, they almost have to do something. I mean, you can't because yeah. of the precedent it sets. It's like getting rid of the, you know, the, um, the, the thing where they talk forever. What is that called? Oh, the filibuster. Yeah. yeah, it's like that kind of like the precedent <laughs> it sets by like having a president who can do whatever the fuck he wants without any impeachment hearing. I mean, it really does set a precedent. Hmm. I mean, and and that I think that's probably the only logical argument I've heard that, that aside from the entertainment value that makes sense to me. It's just like, it's ridiculous. You just, you can't just let a president do whatever the fuck he wants to because, well, there's no way he'll actually get impeached and it'll make him stronger. I mean, and the fact of the matter is like, he's probably going to win anyway. And 
That is the so, thing. Yeah. You know, like, so might as well at least have some. Democrats are too, so often unprincipled and like by governing on focus groups. I mean, the Clintons are yeah. really are famous for that. And I think that's a major part of the reason why Hillary lost is just because governing on focus groups is bullshit and I hate it. And I don't like, I didn't even vote for Clinton the second time I voted for Ross Perot because I was so sick of his focus group being caring what everybody says, you know, he fired the surgeon general during his time. And I was just like, no, I want somebody who's actually has principles and for a democratic party to have principles, even if they're fucked up, but acts on their principles, that does mean something to me. And certainly I think Bernie's principled. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just I, – it would be nice to see at least an attempt at having some principles, I guess. I, I don't guess. know. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I mean, as you talk, I'm, I was just thinking of something else, which is the circus aspect. Like that's the, the yeah. thing I'm replaying in my head. And I also – you know, you see – I mean, it is oddly fascinating to listen to Trump speeches – when it's not sickening. Um, but one of the oddest things is that sometimes it sounds like a person who is breaking down, um, uh-huh. like of old age or whatever. And that makes me think of Reagan. I mean, I, I, I don't remember closely his speeches, but I, of course I remember the element of him forgetting. Uh, although it never seemed to work against him uh, during his presidency. It was only after that it became a little bit of a joke, I think. But um, I think it would be cool if if the circus element leads to him further sort of losing his cool and f- further causing him to uh say ridiculous more things. Crazy. yes yes because he is a little bit driving himself crazy i think i mean just based on the tweets i don't know speaks. like but he's always been nuts i honestly i think more i see more of a mental decline in terms of like the actual change over the past over the recent years in biden than i do of trump oh yeah yeah no that's I mean, terrible his, the shit he says doesn't make sense at all. Ugh, like with the shit with the record player, like he doesn't remember <laughs> his website. Like, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I mean, Trump yeah. is crazy, but it's still within no. yeah. normal Trump to me. I, I don't. Yeah. I think he's just no. an idiot. No, Biden is terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Oh my God. Why does this person, I don't, I don't even get why he needs this. I mean, is it ego? Why does Biden need to be president? Like, does he th- really think that people can only, only – he's the only one that can save us? Really? I think he's being pushed t- towards doing it. I think he's yeah, being so almost odd. forced to doing it. I don't think he really – I mean, what do I know I about these egotistical this. personalities aside from watching Veep? You know, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. By the way, but, did, you, did you watch mm, The Death of Stalin? Of course you did. No, I didn't. Okay, I, I go, started go to and it. I – couldn't oh. get my wife to watch it with me, so I have to. That's a good time to watch since she's still in Spain. It's a good idea. Okay. It's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's the same writers. Um, last night, last night I fell asleep watching Lena Vertmuller's Love and Anarchy. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Gee, no wonder I'm depressed today. Christ. <laughs> it's, it went into oh, your God, your REM. Fall asleep with that shit. Oi. Oi. <laughs> I just oh. don't know. Oh. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I, I, I guess let's see what happens. Maybe the circus is good. You're right. You, you make me think slightly different. I was just looking at it like, is well, everyone nuts? Like this is not a strong case. What I, I, I don't know. The, the impeachment thing bothers you a lot more than it bothers me. Only because, I don't know. To me, it's all within the sort of the, the, the radio station of garbage. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's just noise still. Yeah. Like yeah. what, 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 what I was much more, I guess, emotional about this week was the whole. Um, Greta Thurn, 
I don't know if it's yeah. Thunberg or, because Amy Goodman wanna... says Thunberry, but she's the only person <laughs> that pronounces it. She says Berry, Thunberry, Thunberry. I, I think the people who try to be Swedish say Thunberg, uh, but I know, of course, we all know. Berry, but Amy about. Goodman says Berry. Yeah, but wait, wait a minute. You liked the her speeches, or what was it? What was it that got you? Oh, I loved her speeches. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I I thought she was so impassioned to me. That was like I remember in college studying the great speeches, you know, like Martin Luther King and John F. Kennedy and even Hitler, because you know they're impactful or whatever. And I really thought that that was a great speech. Yeah, I, it was just so amazing to me. Yeah, I I, I want to see that speech from a further out angle because I'm always as I'm watching it, I'm like. Who's looking at her right now? Like what? Like the faces and the emotions, and I'm just like, I want to know more about what was going on as this speech was given because I don't know. I just saw the, like the the the, the long clip um, of yeah. the close up, and I was like, what What is this? Oh yeah, she was on stage. I just realized. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I uh, guess I know. Yeah. Yeah. But like, she's just like she's screaming. Like what? I feel. I feel like. I can relate to her in a lot of ways when I'm just like, why are you people talking about minutia when the world is fucking falling apart? And then the, what really amazed me is just the reaction on Twitter from the right. Mostly just people just in complete denial. Like they've stopped yeah. even arguing about climate change. They don't say, well, this number is wrong. And this, no-. they just say she's fake. She's a puppet. <laughs> yeah, I saw memes of like her with puppet string. It's her parents I, doing this. It's Soros. They're just completely denying the whole thing. Like yeah. it's all just fake. The whole climate change is all just a huge conspiracy and they're denying all reality. And I even have friends on Twitter that like have gotten sucked into that. Do you remember Marcus Sandy? Do you remember him? I know that name. Yeah. From your, your grum. Yeah. A Drupal person. And Drupal. Yeah. He's just turned into like this. Everything he's just – parroting all this nonsense and i can't even like resp- he he replies to tweets to my tweets you know and i can't even respond to it because i don't know how to you know because i generally like this person i yeah. don't know how to argue with this shit yeah. i just you know but this is such a big fucking issue and then they just all make it about her they make sure. it about her yeah. it's not about her it's no. about the fucking planet yeah it's fucking dying right now while we're dying i suppose the planet will be but- fine it's outrageous. But I have to it's, say, I, I, the thing is, I mean, she's 16. And I say that not to be derogatory, but at the same time to be derogatory, because she has very, a very high, apparently, uh, respect for humans. I, I, I don't think humans are that smart. I don't think humans are that capable. I mean, I, you know, except for every example that goes against what I'm saying. <laughs> but I think humans are going to disappoint her a lot in this life. Um, yeah. And uh, as I watch, I think, you know, the people she's describing, like uh, the, the capacity, the possibility, the, uh, you know, um, what was she doing? Uh, shame on you. Like, yeah, the people that she's talking about have no shame. Like some of this, this, this shame on you. I, I don't know. Uh, sure. But it's not an emotion, but, but it's an emotional appeal. True, that true. She's not, it's not. It doesn't come from a place of logic. She's just no, she's just emoting and expressing it yeah. in a way that got everybody's attention. I remember a week a week ago when the climate strike was ca- coming, I was tweeting about like, why is nobody talking about this? Yeah, how come they didn't talk about it on the View? No, the fact that she had this outburst made people talk about it, made True. people know that that thing they wouldn't have known that, that event was happening if she hadn't done that. Very true. She created awareness mm. like nothing else could have. It worked. Yeah. It, it was a, it really worked. And then I go on like this fucking, 
I, I follow, uh, there's this one podcast I love cause it's Ooh. in the true spirit of podcasting. It's called yoga is dead. And the first, <laughs> the first episode is called white women killed yoga. So it's just like totally like got, you know, trying to destroy cultural appropriation and it's, it's insane. But, um, <laughs> they did this whole Instagram story about how horrible Greta is because she's deplatforming women of color who should be expressing this point of view that she's not a victim of climate change and the victims are the ones that should be paid attention to, but that they're operating under the same assumption as her critics, which is that somehow she's being propped up <laughs> to do this, like that she's being appointed, like the, the, the powers that be are saying here, Greta Thunberg, Thunberry, you're going to be the voice of the and they hide behind a curtain. <laughs> it's so clear from her emotion that there's nobody. The reason she has this, voices because she's so uh, she's so exceptional and so passionate that people can't help but pay attention to her yeah yeah no yes. I, uh, of that i have no no she's doubt exceptional yeah yeah um by the way uh not to be distracted from the bigger issues as we often do but the true spirit of podcasting i i, I want to do something with that. <laughs> okay the true spirit of podcasting i, I, I don't know we'll all, we'll each write a chapter because uh, I, I think about that a lot uh, well yeah. when i say that i just meant like the thing I like about that show, even though, you know, it's like they, they go into detail about how yoga is fucked up and how, you know, these teachers fuck shit up and these white <laughs> bitches go in and they run studios. They're just fucking deconstructing the yoga business. But yeah. that's what podcasting is for. It's like this is this is something you can't do right on the radio. Oh, yes. You know, you're taking a small group of people, you know, basically yoga teachers and people that that love to bitch and it's just creating a whole little subculture of people to bitch about yeah. yoga and they bitch about positivity in yoga too. <laughs> I love. like they just bitch about everything you know that's what podcasting is for is not in my opinion it's not to just fucking true crime every goddamn oh, thing. and then it turns out one of the true crime killers allegedly is, a, is my cousin i don't know if you heard no how did i not hear that i didn't know yeah. that yeah, we we're talking about. I don't even want to. Uh, okay. One of the Wondery podcasts is about a cousin. Wondery. A cousin mm. of my mother's who often also happens to be her dentist. <laughs> oh well, you know. So it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Wow. When it's like, okay, so my cousin's more famous in podcasting than me because <laughs> she's allegedly, allegedly involved in a murder of her oh. son-in-law. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, that's the reality of what we now live in. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. And then like, um, boy, I, I've just, been, I've been reading a lot of murder books and shit. So I read Helter Skelter and I read the, this book, uh, uh, we have to talk about Kevin, which is basically oh, the, yeah, I I a movie, movie of it. The movie was stupid, but yeah. I mean, it wasn't stupid, but the, had, the book's so good. Yeah. And they scary. talk about the, you know, she's the mother of this, um, serial killer. And the guy basically says like, you know, when the whole, you know, the subtext of the book is why he did it in the end. It's kind of like, well, uh, that's how you get famous. Mm. Nobody's famous. You can't get famous doing anything except something horrible. So, you know, <laughs> so that's what's happening in our world, actually, be it podcasting or politics. It's all part of the same thing. Mm. Ugh. All right. It's like an extreme of these narcissistic Instagram people, which is another are there's so many things i'm trying to do this uh series i i gotta let you go back to work i'm pretty sure but um mm -hmm. i, I want to do a little mini series that that you'll listen to and i'll be glad about that but um <laughs> beyond that i have no idea um we had these these letters um 
at uh, Museum Plein here in Amsterdam, mm-hmm. and they said, I Amsterdam. And the letters were there for like yes. 10 years. It was a whole campaign. And, mm-hmm. um, and people every day, all day, and I would come home from whatever travels at weird hours, and there were still people there taking pictures of themselves on the A. They would climb on the letters. They would post one person, group, every kind of camera, every day for 10 plus years. It was amazing. It was also crazy because people were sometimes like, you know, kind of rolling out onto the bike path and causing all kinds of chaos. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it was just this thing. And um, the, the one of the Green Parties, or the, no, the Green Party, let's say, mm-hmm. um, who is now in charge of the city council here, or at least the majority, they um, were part of, they made a decision to, to get rid of it. I mean, there's others. They're elsewhere in the city, not as popular. And in their statement, they said, um, this sign is has outlived its use and it's it promotes an individuality that we don't actually want as a goal in our city anymore. And then like the, the slightly different left center party, the D66, they made a statement too. And they said something like, well, this is a promotion of mass tourism, which is also not what we want anymore. Um, and then many people got mad saying, it's a symbol of Amsterdam. We love it. Um, many people like me were like, good riddance, quietly. Um, sick of it. But I really, now but that they it's just gone, moved it, right? Well, it's not really gone, is it? They moved it to places where people don't go. <laughs> I mean, there's one at the airport. So, the, you know, yeah, that but one. somebody I know yeah. who was is very annoying and posts selfies of his first class <laughs> airline tickets just posted himself on that fucking That's thing. That's probably the airport. Uh, or or it's in Nord, but it's definitely not museum plan anymore. So so what I want to do, and I and I've, I'm trying to chase down the people who originally came up with the concept, and then the people who made the decision. And I found this artist that the day the day they removed the letters, she brought three big letters that just said "huh," and uh, <laughs> tourists started taking pictures of it. And she she didn't have a permit. The police came later and said, you know, you can keep it for the day, but then you got to get rid of it. And uh, I went to go find her to ask her about, huh? And uh, and she said she just thinks people take pictures with big letters and she thought it would be fun. <laughs> um, and huh sort of sparks curiosity. And it means like, what? Like, what? Like, I don't I don't get it. Um, but I want to see what I learn as I like unravel this, you know, what do these letters mean? And what is going on with like living in the city, being a tourist and going from city to city? Like there is something here about if it's individuality versus, I don't know, community, if it's consumption versus whatever the opposite of consumption is, not consuming. Um, so I'm trying to use this as a sort of um, a starting point for like a little series on my podcast, but I don't know how far it's going to go. And of course, I got to convince some reasonably powerful people to talk to me, which is always the thing I suck at doing. Um, Just yeah. tell them you're with Wondry. You've got a <laughs> podcast. Hmm. You're trying to encourage the next murder. <laughs> and it's going to get lots of downloads and, you know, you could sell ads for Amsterdam tourism. All right, Madge. But wait. What? I want to talk about this narcissism on Instagram. Oh, thing. that's exactly why. Yeah. And that's one of the places I want to go with. Because yeah. here's the thing. The people that do it, like there's a lot of gorgeous people that that, that can do it. Like if you're gorgeous – and you are completely shameless. You can be a millionaire in this fucking thing. You have to do it right. Right. And you have to be really fucking gorgeous. Yeah. But the thing is, there's one ingredient you need that's really nasty is that you have to be a fucking narcissistic monster. <laughs> because the people face. I see that do it are just so fucking shameless. Yeah. Like here's a picture of me sticking my big 
booty out in my expensive kitchen. So I want you to see my big, beautiful butt and how rich I am. You have to be an asshole to do that. Right. Like, and that's the thing you're encouraging assholeism to such a huge degree. It's kind of like a mini version of these mass murders. Like it's just what we're creating in this social media is just the, the rising to the, to the top of the fucking worst of it all everywhere. It just, it's just so fucked up. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that we have competition that creates really good drugs that nobody can afford. And there's a lot of good things about capitalism, but it, mm. I, I'm just, I'm whacked. I'm, I'm whacked. <laughs> well, I tell you what I'm I look fucked. forward to. Um, if you, if you follow a narcissist or two or three and yeah. they're young and good looking, I, I want to stick it out and keep following because I really want them to get old. And I want yeah, the to promise I'll be dead. <laughs> oh damn it! Because I want to enjoy that. Like, now what? <laughs> like, this worked for you, and now it doesn't. The struggle. That's what I want. Mm. <laughs> so that's a good reason to stay alive. To see all this, see all these people. Go I have down another. The I have another relative. I don't want to say the 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 relation who's an Instagram influencer, a big one in a specific city. And she does like these things where she injects herself with Botox, like on video and all these things. And she where, does, every, where does it go? Like in the eyebrows or in the lips or where? Pussy. Leaps. Leaps. I don't know. It's just everywhere. She just gets everything done. And she's gotten so obsessed that she actually divorced her husband. Her whole family hates her now because she's like all about this. It's like her Instagram influencer is, more important than anything. It's so weird. And it's so horrific. It, you, and, are you going to see her on holidays? No. And the thing is, <laughs> I, it's like, there's some sort of, there's like a warm, a Goldilocks zone for me of hate stalking. Yeah. Or like when they, I had to, I had to unfollow her cause she was so awful. Wow. But for me, the Goldilocks zone is be, can you be good looking enough, hmm. attractive enough yet, and annoying enough for me to be interested in you, yet not so annoying that I have to unfollow you. And there's yeah. only like three, three or four people at any given time I can follow in that Goldilocks okay. zone. This, you have a specific category. So, annoying, but not too annoying. Well, like they have to have some redeeming quality. Like they have to post something I'm interested in at the same time. Or they have to be so good looking that it completely, you know, overrules the fact that they're annoying as hell. It's... <laughs> It's a tough, it's a tough situation. I, I'm sure somebody will quantify that and make a, a business out of <laughs> make it. Make an algorithm. It's the, yeah. the, the Weinstein algorithm. The douche, the douche rhythm. <laughs> the, the Higgs, just, the Higgs bosoms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, are you going to post this? I hope you post Absolutely. this. Absolutely. It's going to go up. I'm proud to have you on the Grum Madge. And um, I know it's yeah. hard to do Grums, but whenever you do, I really, I, I love it. It's hard, and I, know. I don't know what to say. I feel like I want to clo clean your house. I need closure. My house is clean. Oh, <laughs> I just I need closure. I need, well, I need Xanax. Oh, yeah, I guess that's what I need. <laughs> I just need pills. I don't know how I, how did the opioid epidemic bypass Miss me? <laughs> that's why I think it's kind of bullshit. Like I kind of like I know this you is an started it case, in this country. <laughs> I don't really. I, I hate to say this because it's so unpopular, but I don't really blame the drug companies. Like, because like if I if it was a drug company's fault, then surely I would be a an opioid addict because hmm. I fucking love the shit. Yeah, but like I'm not addicted to it because unfortunately I I know how bad it is for you. Yeah. So like, yeah, that whole thing is 
I, I know there's a really strong case against drug companies. I get that, but maybe I don't get it. I haven't really studied it that much, but sure. like, I don't know. Like, I think it goes back to your really early, your early adopter nature. You've always been an early adopter. And, of addictions? Uh, well, yeah. things, new things. And you were, you saw this coming maybe, maybe, I don't know. Not sure. I don't know. It's like, it's like all you know, the Apple testing you've done in your life mm-hmm. before people got addicted to Apple stuff and think that they really need it. I really like the honey crisp. I don't know what that after. is. <laughs> the they're, cereal? No, they're apples. They're just, they grow on trees. But they're huge. <laughs> I think they're genetically modified, but they just taste so delicious. Well, I mean, the, 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 that genetic genetic modification is is, is as old as uh, seeds. Like people right. messing with it. Yeah, you're all right. There's different kinds of modifications. I'm not all right. <laughs> but you got good apples. Um, next time you should go to instead of um, España, come to come to Portugal. And my I got some apple trees going, and I was just there. Where do you have a house there? Yeah, it's grandma's house. And you we inherited still, it, right? Or something? That's correct. That's correct. And, and, you, and you have it? Yeah. And there's well, land. I'd love to come. Yeah. yeah. And my father has kept the, uh, for when he's there anyway, the, um, the orchard going. And we just, you only need like two, three apple trees to get like more apples than a human can handle. And you can't give them away because everybody has apples. Um, but they're delicious. And we have peaches and plums and you, you'll just, you'll, you'll enjoy it. And then you'll sit on the toilet for a really long time or, oh, or very briefly, depending. I just want to ask one question before we go, which mm. is, do you have any television recommendations for me? Um, I, uh, so I'm still getting through, I really like it. The deuce that's okay. uh Times square, uh, in the height of porn and okay. it's produced by David Simon from the wire and Maggie Gyllenhaal mm. together. And she's in it as a sort of independent, uh, the okay. only independent prostitute, uh, in, in this story and there's lots that are part of that belong to a pimp and so forth um, yeah. that's, it's pretty good it's no it's more than pretty good it's excellent James Franco okay. plays two characters which is kind of nutty mm-hmm. uh, after that um, no I don't think I have anything new right really? now but you have to watch Pose that's such a great show okay. it's my favorite show all year Pose both okay. seasons I think they're both on Netflix now or Amazon one of them it's, it's just a fucking great show it's so underrated too Billy Porter won Best mm. Actor but still I mean that is a fucking amazing show alright so what was and, and I, I was just looking at the Emmy winners because you know you gotta watch the Emmy winners mm. and right. I haven't I haven't done any of this Killing of Eve or anyone else oh I love Killing Eve yeah. I don't love it okay it's like it's kind of trashy, but I do like it. It's entertaining. Right. Uh, I wouldn't put it in the category of great television, but it's just there's just so much fucking murder in it. That's weird. Uh, oh my god, I'm gonna get so tangential because like that guy Barry, what's his name? James Hader. He won a lot of awards for Barry. Oh yeah, I still got. I downloaded. Yeah. That. I got. I, I same here. I, I've only watched like the first half of the first episode, but it's about a serial killer. But the thing is, like the the first episode, he's basically walking into a to a hotel, or leaving a hotel room of a, somebody he killed and this guy's bloody. So the first, you, the opening scene is just a dead body with blood everywhere that he killed. It's disgusting. Huh. And then, but the thing is, my point is that, you know, that guy from SNL who just got fired for talking about Chinese people or something. Yeah. So he was asked, he was asked to comment on that. He's like, well, you know, I, I don't really blame SNL for firing him. Cause you know, I, my comedy, I don't really want to make people feel bad. And I'm thinking, you've opened your fucking show with a dead fucking body. You don't think that makes people feel bad? 
You know, like your whole yeah. show is about a fucking psychopath. That doesn't trigger anybody. I'm just, it's I'm just, just so done. It's the classic. He just wants, but, yeah, the he death just wants is okay. to save his career and not say the wrong thing. Hmm. Hmm. Fuck yeah. him. I, I only heard about that today. That I still got to go read up on whatever that is. I don't know. I, I try to avoid some of these firings and who gets fired. But, but, <laughs> but you know, if Michael Barbaro talks about it, I Ooh. will hear it today. Right. On the daily. On the daily. It's a great show, though. Uh, it it is. I bet I could produce it better. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> we'll be right back. Michael, don't do that with your voice. Okay, the rest yeah. of the show is good. <laughs> mm. Mm. But you have to listen for the mms next time. Mm. Yeah. Oh, mm. no. Mm. <laughs> mm. Any New York Times podcast does it. Mm. Ah. Mm. Oh, my God. I was listening to the one mm. about it starts, I think, the whole. I only listened to the first one, but about slavery. Starts with slavery in America. Yeah. I, I saw you tweeting about but, that. 1630s. But every time I'm listening and I'm into it, they throw in late, lately the ad was for Tequila Mockingbird. <laughs> Tequila Mockingbird. So and so says it's the greatest show ever. So and so says there's never a empty seat. And I'm always that like fucking Iron Sorkin fucking uh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh please. Yeah. Enough of her. But Enough I, of her. I just think like the Jeff stories Daniels. are ruined by these constant ads. It's not like once during the show. It's it's four to five times. It's it's weird and it's seamlessly <laughs> thrown in. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'll keep listening, but ugh, ugh, what a, what an insult to perhaps the the history of struggle and people who have suffered. Like we're gonna we're gonna retell your story, but we're gonna throw in lots of ads for a Broadway show. Ooh, I have tickets to to Book of Merman next week. Oh. Book of Mormon, not not the Ethel Merman version. Good luck. Yeah, you didn't you didn't like. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, you used to call me show tunes queen. I, I, I like, oh, I, I, I liked it, but it, I don't remember it. So Ouch. that says something. Yeah. Yeah. I love the music. So even before <laughs> seeing it, I, I know the song. It just has a lot of those. So me and my uh, wife, mm. we always make fun of, when we make fun of people, that's kind of our gold standard. Like when somebody talks like this and they talk like that, or they're in a, you know, a yeah. TV show and they talk like, we call them a book of Mormon. <laughs> That's how they talk in that show. <laughs> yeah. I was really like, everybody has it, the same big long breaths between. Yeah. It's Is like that show. exposition? <laughs> You're welcome. I'm glad you, I hope you didn't pay for a lot for these tickets and for the show. I just ruined. <laughs> well, compared to Broadway. No, it's like half the amount of money here. Um, so, and you know, I don't know. I don't see that many shows in, in Amsterdam that are from abroad. You will be entertained. Mm. It's at the Carré, which is like used to be made for yeah. a circus. So it'll be like impeachment. I miss Amsterdam. I haven't been there since 2013. It's not as good as it was, but it's still good. So come on back. Yeah, well, all right. You still have to come here. You've never been here. I know. You'd like. You'd I, like. Know. I know I would. Do you still have a little corner for me? Yeah, oh, of good. course. All right. That's good. Mm-hmm. I'm about to go look at my KLM special deals to see what I can do in December. So I'll keep you in mind. That is all right. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Have fun at beige. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for discussing these things with me. Likewise. Yes. Okay. Talk Bye. to you later. Bye. Squish sound.
Like, what's the point of washing your hands if you're going to dry it with a rag that has been there for, you know, a year? Posted somewhere on the YouTube or something, or the Vimeo and my vagina at the same time. Switch to Holder Vision. I hope everybody's still there, or somebody anyway. Eh, actually, I don't care. All right. 